Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nick Finzer, and today I'm here with Alan Blanchard. We are talking about some brand new releases uh, from August of 2021, and we've got 10 great new tracks for you this month to talk about. Alan, thanks for uh, sifting through the world of new uh, releases. Yeah, of course. It's always, uh, you know, there's always a good batch of like some that I knew were on the radar on this playlist. Like, you know, there's three or four tracks that like I definitely knew existed. Uh, I mean, there's some that just come out of nowhere and always great finds. So it's it's fun. It's the nerdy things that keep us going, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you guys suppose so. Uh, Um so let's just jump right in. If you haven't found the playlist yet and you're listening to this podcast, I find that highly unlikely, but you um, can go to Spotify and, and just search and this is jazz today and it says curated by outside of music and you'll find the last, so let's see, right now there's 60 tracks or so. I don't know how many tra- oh, that are on the yeah, record. 60. So it's like Actually, the last exactly. six months, last six months yeah. of uh, new releases and uh, it's on uh, on Spotify, obviously, and you can go check that out. But uh, yes, yeah, so we have. Ooh, I see something interesting here as the very first one added for this month. Something from, well, two things, I guess, from uh, from John Coltrane. I guess new release from John Coltrane. Like, what what's going on here? Yeah, I I don't know. I think tracks ten and nine kind of go uh, in hand in hand together, and um, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with track ten. Is it's basically um a new release that's being marketed as a new release and like press is driving as a new john coltrane release but it's just a compilation record uh, of john coltrane being a side man and like do not get me wrong every track on this record record another side of john coltrane is is killing like it's obviously the best of the best of stuff of train as a side man but like that's all it is um so that's in my opinion it's like one of those things where it's like man this is kind of getting old like we're just repackaging stuff which leads me though to something extremely cool that they found of john coltrane which is a another uh it's a live version of a love supreme uh from in seattle oh wow and that's to me that's awesome you know because like there's all there's just that quintessential record a love supreme you know which i i think was he did in france and everything but like this is uh this this is another version of it it's going to be coming out on uh impulse in october uh it was like at the end of a week-long residency at the penthouse in seattle so you know everyone always talks about when bands are able to enter those kinds of residencies like just as the week goes on like they get better and better because they're playing together more and they're you know settled and get into the groove and everything um but yeah, this is this is an album I'm really looking forward to, uh, especially as I think you get um, more mature as a musician. I think you, I Love Supreme is one of those uh, works that you can like appreciate more and more because it's you know it's it's heavy. There's a lot of things in it and, and a lot of it's not exactly easy listening. You kind of gotta like sit down, listen to it, and 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 know a little bit of what you're listening for. Well, what are you listening for? Tell us. <laughs> Well, if you did not know, <laughs> um, it, it's, I don't know. A love Supreme is, is a really cool piece. And like, it's kind of his, uh, his journey with, with finding faith and everything. And, and, you know, you have the, the theme, like a love Supreme. And then the last track, um, being, you know, what he had paired with, um, 
the song and, and everything. And it's just it, it it's just a very interesting work to, to kind of take someone like that that was already such a prolific um, musician and then being able to hear like how he applies it to something like that that's so uh, personal for lack of a better word mm-hmm. you know and the way that um, he he did everything so it, it obviously is like a really heavy subject for him and, and moving through it and like it, to me the other, only other closest thing that mimics it would be like the sacred concerts with Ellington mm-hmm. um and dealing with religion and all that and, and you know it's it's something that i know was uh, was a big factor in his life and and everything there so i don't know I, it's really cool uh some of the other tracks like pursuance i know a lot of people just really like that tune or, or that track from love supreme but psalm being the last movie i'm curious to see how they're going to release it if they're going to go like four three two one or if this is just the only single i mean the other ones i'm sure it's not going to be the only single but it could be so we'll see Right, because this is just the one part so far. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's cool. It's always nice to see that these things exist, although I hear you about the uh, constant re-releasing of these things. But, um, you know, as a fan of the music, it's always good to hear uh, new stuff or repackaged stuff. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a bigger fan of the new stuff than I am the repackaged things. Like a compilation record should have, in my opinion, like should have also a special place, like on DSPs, like take it out of the right. discography. Cause I, I don't, I don't consider that as a part of their discography. I consider that as a part of someone else owns their music and wants to make more money off. Well, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> um, well, let's keep moving here. So that was the first two tracks. John Coltrane taking up 20% of the playlist for this month already with two tracks uh of course but uh moving on to andrew surreal here a new release on ecm what did uh yeah. you find out about this man uh you got to give props to jazz musicians uh in one way is it's like they just never they never stop uh doing what they're doing i think andrew surreal is is like 81 or 80 or something when making this record and that to me is just like absolutely uh incredible i mean the cat played with like coleman hawkins and cecile taylor like that's that's wild and so he has um a new album out along with ben frizzell and ben street and david varelis and um it's it's killing you know it to me it's just that sound of like what is you know the the modern jazz scene like what's going on post bebop and and how people are, are approaching it you know to me, it has what I would call like um, like a darker sound because I feel like that's kind of like maybe where modern jazz is going is like the, the, the colors of it and everything's just a little bit darker. Um, but I think people will really enjoy it. And it's, you know, it's a quartet uh, with Bill Frizzell kind of playing guitar and, and taking a lot of the lines, which is no uh, no underselling point. You know, he's he can play some notes. He's definitely... Uh, a really uh, extraordinary um, guitar player, so I would I would recommend cats check it out. You know, it's I don't think anyone's going to be turned off by it. It's nothing that's too difficult to take in or, or anything like that. But you know, got to pay respect again as you can to the uh, the older legends before us. 
For sure. So kind to pay homage to people, Alan. <laughs> You're always so considerate of the of people's uh, artistic visions. Obviously, uh, a legend. Obviously, been doing this for a long, long time. So that's uh, leaving east of Java from the Andrew Cyril Quartet. The new record's called The News. It looks like the full record is already out. So not a single. It's already out on ECM. And I don't know anything about this next band. This track's called The Rabbit. I did not either. Uh, but this is kind of a super group, if you will, of uh, a lot of cross-genre musicians. So I think it was kind of spearheaded by Jeff Coffin, uh, who plays with Dave Matthews and Bella Fleck. Um, but other people's in the band is also Jeff Babco on keyboards, who played with James Taylor and Toto. And then Will Lee on bass and vocals, who was like on The Late Show with David Letterman and the Brecker Brothers. Um, Near Filder on guitar, who's, you know, his own solo projects and plays with Terry Lynn Carrington. And then Keith Carlock on drums, who's Steel, Steely Dan and Sting. Um, so it's it's no small feat <laughs> of a band and whatnot to do it. But uh, yeah, it's I think this kind of first started when Jeff Babco and Jeff Coffin uh, first kind of got together and we're doing like a group of uh, Vinny uh, Vinny Cal- Culotta. Cal- I can't say it. Culotta. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Kelly Uda. I mean. Thank you, man. Caliuda. Okay, in my defense, it's C O L. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It's C O L. No, the, okay, no Kali shape Uda. or form. Vinny C. I'm just call him Vinny C. Yeah, Vinny C. That works. Vinny. You know, got <laughs> together go. with Vinny, and they started putting out this stuff. Uh, but it's it's a cool album. It's 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 kind of um, jam band esque, you know. But it's basically uh, like, hey, we got these this killing rhythm section that's played with everybody. We got these. Uh, this sax player who's played with everybody and they just uh, they just kind of groove out. The Rabbit's actually Jeff's composition but uh, I, I would recommend it to people. I think people that really like um, those bands but also like the New Orleans style or funk music or um, anything like that could find themselves enjoying this one as well. Perfect. I'll have to check it out. I did not know it existed. But obviously, we know a lot of those cats. Um, now, of course, this is on here. This next one. <laughs> yeah, it's Kenny Garrett. Kenny Garrett yeah. has a new record. I've been talking about it, I think, for the last four months. Uh, you don't need to know anything else other than Kenny Garrett has a new record. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's uh, it's killing. This track uh, is kind of his tribute to, uh, not kind of, it is his tribute. To Roy Hargrove, um, which I believe is Maurice Brown on trumpet. Um, mm-hmm. But this, to me, this album as a whole is really interesting. I've listened to it a good bit. Uh, it goes through like a lot of different things, but like this track, along with maybe one or two others, are like the quintessential sound and like the color of Kenny Garrett when I think of Kenny Garrett. Um, but he's always someone who, who is, is having very uh, unique and dense and um, perspective opening or changing, like rhythmic stuff going on behind it, very much influenced by like musical cultures across the entire world that he brings back to his stuff. You know, like it, there you are probably significantly fewer tracks on his later records where like you can actually hear a, like a swing pattern 
but like it still swings and it's still extremely killing and would recommend people a lot check it out i mean on some of these tracks um can't remember which one now i'm gonna say it's time to come home like there's actually a vocalist that's singing like i love supreme on the background oh, wow. and everything so like kind of a homage to uh you know cold train and whatnot but it's a killing album i think people will really enjoy it um you know it's not maybe songbook or happy people but like you know yes we all love those albums but he's putting out great music you know and he also plays piano on like half the record too and he's way too good at piano and saxophone it's not fair to be quite honest but was that right i didn't realize he did that yeah his playing of piano is is stupid good it's it's ridiculous like he plays piano i believe better than joey d francesco plays trumpet and he like it's it's stupid he could never play saxophone again and probably gig the rest of his life on piano it's ridiculous what he can play <laughs> well that's cool that's great I didn't realize that. I've only listened to, I think, a couple of the singles off of this record so far myself, so I still have some homework to do. Uh, and speaking of Roy Hargrove, this next track also features Roy. This must be, be something they found, because also features Mulgrew Miller, who passed away a few years ago. Uh, so tell us yeah. about this. This is another single off of this album, In Harmony, coming out with Roy and Mulgrew um, playing duo. Mm-hmm. And it supposedly is, is a collection of live recordings that was unreleased that they did back in 2006 and 2007. Um, I mean, it's it's killing. It's it's The two estates have, like, agreed to do it. They're doing, like, a, a minimum run of, like, I mean, I say small run, but it's, like, 7,000 records is what they're doing printing. Uh, a two LP set, but they do um, tons of covers from, like, Cole Porter's What Is This Thing Called Love is going to be on the album. Um, to this as always, and it's just uh, you know they they do a version of uh, I remember Clifford and you know uh, uh, Triste from Antonio Carlos uh, Joe Beam Invitation like it's uh, they're just two great musicians and it's like how do you not listen to them and what they're doing you know and and playing duo um, is such a hard thing to do. And it's such an exposing thing to do. And to me, it, it allows you to really appreciate each one more for the, like their voice and what they can bring to the table. Cause that's it. Either you have them or you don't at the time. And like, you know, it, it forces a lot more upon the independence. Yeah. I always have enjoyed it's, it's a unique kind of situation to play open. It's open an open situation where you can, yeah, it's very things. exposing too. Yeah. You gotta be able to play your horn or else you're going to sound bad Bad. (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to figure out a nicer way to say that but i'm not sure that there is no it's bad bad is the only other way to say it yeah and moving from one trumpet player to another trumpet player of course there's a great new record from terrence blanchard uh, and the e-collective here yeah i mean i feel like this is another record that i've talked about for three months but it's Mm -hmm. terrence blanchard's new album yeah sorry (laughs) terrence blanchard's new album with the e-collective um it's an entire album dedicated to wayne shorter like the great saxophone player and great composer and i think uh what's best about this is that at least from my perspective these tracks are not necessarily the most uh you know well-known wayne shorter's tunes you know like people probably know far or fall excuse me but some of these other tunes i think um 
are a little bit more obscure and I don't think that's a bad thing. And it, it kind of helps leave some, uh, some thought up in the air and everything. But Terrence is an incredible arranger and orchestrator and composer and him along with the E collective and the turtle Island string quartet, you know, it's, it's exactly the kind of, uh, uh, tribute, I would think that Wayne Shorter would be hip to, you know, because he's always been trying to push things compositionally and and arrangement-wise with uh, some of his recent pieces that he put out himself. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's killing, and and I think people will really enjoy it. It is a little bit of a longer record, but it's uh, you know it, it's great to see Terrence Blanchard have some time too to be able to step away from like doing all the incredible movies that he's doing to be able to get back to. Uh, doing some music like this you know right like playing playing as much as i mean i know he writes for these records too but he's a pretty prolific pretty prolific cat yeah and you know really busy with some really big projects but call me selfish i want to hear him play trumpet (laughs) well i will call you selfish all right well whoops no it's all good um so let's keep moving here. Let's see. This is number three for this month, and this is uh, something from well, a lot of a lot of guys: Chris Potter, Joe Lovano, Robbie Coltrane, and the Prism Quartet. So this yeah, is a, this, oh, this is, is all uh, saxophone, right? This is like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nerdy stuff. Um, <laughs> this is I, the Prism Quartet is a see. Okay, when I first read it, I thought it was just going to be Joe Lovano, Chris Potter, and Robbie Coltrane. And I was like really excited, um, and I'm still excited by it. But I guess it's that there's this sax quartet that did an album that kind of blends classical and jazz, if you will. And like Joe Lovano, Chris Potter, and Robbie Coltrane were just guests on it. Mm. Um, so I kind of try to pick a track that's a little bit more jazz-esque if you will or improvisation based which is like chris potter and ravi coltrane just playing together um but it's really killing it and i would recommend people listen to this especially those that are interested uh more in like through composed type things in the way that like those worlds kind of blend um and the ebb and flow through it so it's a really cool album uh saxophone players will probably be really into it uh composers will probably be really into it and some people will probably not but I think for those that want to, you know, um, see what else is out there, you know, like what people are pushing the boundaries and, you know, compositionally in some other ways, like this could be a good example. For sure. Um, all right. And now I'm changing a 360 here, or at least 180 to something from Esperanza Spalding, great bassist and vocalist. And I actually listened to this yesterday. Um, so tell, give us a scoop here on this new track. Uh, I mean, you might know more than I do, but I know it's off her upcoming album this month, uh, Songwrites Apothecary Lab. Um, and just Esperanza is so freaking amazing at what she does with singing and playing and her compositions. And, you know, it's again, it's one of those words like, how are you actually like allowed to be this good at both things? You know, um, but it's, it's incredible, and, and I'm really excited for the rest of the band. You know, it's Esperanza is somebody that I've always been hip to, but I haven't necessarily dove, like, super deep into since probably her album Esperanza. 
<laughs> you know, so it's been ago. a minute. Yeah, but that was like the record that always came up, if you will, and what we were always checking out is something that she's a musician that I've I've uh, started to listen to a little more as of late, and you know, I think that this is going to be a killing album, and I, I think um, people will enjoy it, no matter if you don't normally listen to her stuff or if you do, just because of like the pure appreciation of like how beautiful her voice is and the melody she's singing while playing bass and everything else at the same time. Yeah, this particular tune is i think it's what formula 10 is that how you would say this it's spelled with a w but yeah um, i'll go with that yeah uh the lot what she's singing i was like man is she singing that and playing at the same time i was like she must be but yeah supposedly she used to sing and play cello duets together and she would sing one line while playing the other line on the bass wow it's pretty good i couldn't do it (laughs) ever (laughs) you maybe you could no, I couldn't. I, you, how can you, you sing and play trumpet enough. at the same time? Oh, well, maybe you could play the piano and sing at the same time or something. You could do I, uh, I don't think anyone would want to hear it. Not as much as I want to listen to Esperanza. Well, I didn't say you were going to release it. I would just... There you go. There you go. That's true. That's, that's, a, that's a very good point. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to hear what else is to come on that record. Uh, it was 2008 was the um, first rec- that Esperanza record, which was actually her second record. If I didn't know that, I thought that was the first one, but there was one before that. Uh, which is interesting. Usually, I feel like people just put their name for the first record they do. You know. Right. Right. That's a. So the first one was 2006, and that was the one that got her that new artist, best new artist Grammy. Mm. June Junjo Junjo. I don't know. How you say that? But I don't know. I'm gonna leave it up to you there. That's not for oh, me to do. Me leave it to me to mispronounce this time. Yeah, yeah, that is not for me. All right, and then we're gonna close things out here with uh, an all-star, another all-star record, or so it seems. I, it definitely is. So supposedly this is Jerry Gibbs's record, who is the father of Terry Gibbs, uh, the vibraphonist who. Uh, Uh, sorry, excuse me. I had that backward. Terry is Jerry's dad. So Terry yeah. Gibbs is the vibraphonist who's like 97 and still killing it. Uh, but uh, Jerry is his son. I really, man, I really hope I got that one right. I think I did now after struggling through it. But man, it's an album of like who's who, you know? And like these bands are ridiculous. It's like, oh, well, here's jerry and then uh kenny baron and buster williams if you've never heard of those people or chick korea and ron carter don't know if you know them how about jeff keezer and christian mcbride you know or do you know uh patrice russian and larry goldings like that's not fair to be able to put out an album with those bands you know half of us dream of being able to play with musicians of that quality and then it's like well i put a disc playing with uh you know four different bands um, and the album's incredible. I think I don't think anyone's gonna ever put it on and be like, ah, it's just okay. No, like it's it's killing, and it's so cool to be able to go from one band to the other band and like be able to hear, like, okay, well this part was kind of kept constant, because like, you know, Jerry Gibbs is kept constant throughout it. But like, oh, now this is Buster Williams, and now this is Ron Carter, and now this is Christian McBride, and it's like, I don't have to jump from different albums in different years per se it's just like one track right after the other on the same album so uh 
there's that. I also kind of like the pun of uh, songs from my father as opposed to songs for my father. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw it at first. I thought it was like maybe they're trying to play the little search game, you know, like trying to get some traffic to the record by calling it songs for my father instead of song for my father. Anyway, I think they definitely I think they definitely could be. But man, there's like there's a lot of two discs, a lot of a lot of tracks. Yeah, it's like we keep talking about how albums shouldn't be not as long, and people are like, "Okay, fine, I'll just make each CD kind of shorter." I'll just make. Okay, yes, two I did do this right. Terry is Jerry's dad. Okay. There you go. I messed that up for a while. All right. <laughs> it's rare to see this track. I wonder if this is actually. I'll have to listen to it. This 4 a.m. track is that actually the Herbie 4 a.m. Uh, I have no idea. Show credits. Uh, no, it doesn't have the credits. Come on, Wailing City Sound. Get your credits together. Be, but I don't think I'm that... Uh, I don't believe I'm that familiar with uh, the Herbie track 4 a.m., quite you honest. Should, you should probably just listen to it. There's a lot of music that I, I should listen to. I know. There's a lot of music. I know. There is a lot of music. I tell my students that all the time. There's too much music. There's no way for you to possibly know it all. So. It's true. It's true. Just like you might not know the March section to the middle of Whisper Knot. Oh, wow. Long, deep. Uh, you're really unhappy with me about that still, huh? I'm, I, I'm not unhappy. Did not affect me. But as we say, you should always just strive to be better the next day. Uh-huh. No, I always say if, if there's some... If, there, if there's a question about whether you should know some part of a tune, the answer is probably yes not know that's fair that that's fair if you say should i know this yeah probably it's not going to hurt you to know the march section it's part of the tune man there's only a few things that i've really played the jazz police about but that is one of them what else are you jazz police about um certain like certain chords on certain tunes or like oh this came up this week so okay upper manhattan medical group you know this tune yeah, yeah UMMG yeah um, so what happens a lot especially when brass players play the melody because it sits in a kind of like up mid to upper tessitura of the horn at least for trombone is yeah. that they, they end up playing the bridge kind of picks up where the last A leaves off and they, but then they'll yeah. drop down an octave and it totally ruins the contour of the melody. Because if you listen to the original, the clarinet takes it over and like it goes higher. Like the bridge melody should be higher than the A section melody. The way that the second yeah. ending goes into the bridge. But sometimes, trombonists in particular, because of the range, because it gets pretty high. So if, if you, they'll drop it down an octave, like nah man, you either gotta play it all up or all down because it ruins the flow. Well that's why you have the tenor saxophone player take the bridge. Or that's, that. That's why you do that. I've also had on that tune where people will double the ending, where it's like the ba dee da da. Like for some reason, sometimes people will go ba dee da, and it's like, mm -hmm. man, that's just not. That's not, that's not how right. It was, yeah. Or it's, they, they it's play that it way twice on the. Uh, well, yeah, because it's it's that way on the um, Jamie Abersold Billy Strayhorn volume. Which is why I think some people end up playing it that way with the doubled up, diminished major seven sound for two two bars. 
or whatever. Well, it's not. That's not a how great it is. tune though. It's a great <laughs> tune. Good good reference of a good tune. Best yeah. version of that tune, it might be uh that uh bonus track of the week, the Joe Henderson record, Lush Life. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. A good version of Upper Manhattan Middle Group, which is not on this week's this month's This is Jazz Today playlist. If you're just joining us in the you just got in the car and your nerdy jazz friend is listening to this playlist and you ha- you missed all the tracks so you got to hear this banter about the jazz police <laughs> and me being the jazz police. My students would probably tell me there's lots more things that I'm the jazz police about, but I uh, I try to be open to to not being that way. But uh, we all have our faults, and uh, so yeah, don't don't play whisper not with me in the room and uh, forget about the shout the shout, <laughs> <laughs> or you'll hear about it. Um, we should actually probably ask Benny Golson what he thinks because he's still around to let us know instead of me just like arbitrarily. Yeah, that. I mean, I'll let you make that call. That yeah, yeah. that can be you. Maybe I'll send him an email. I bet he responds to his yeah. emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Maybe we can get um, we can get uh, maybe I'll ask Carl Allen to uh, ask Benny Golson. Yeah, why not? Do it. And then maybe this whole time I've been wrong. Like that, Benny was like, "No, nah, you don't got to play that." <laughs> That'd be embarrassing if Benny was like, actually, man, I hated that bridge. Like someone else came up with it. And they were like, we we just put it on the album. But like, I, I never intended for that to be there. And then I would feel, uh, I don't know, sad. So sad. much policing that didn't need to happen. Exactly. So maybe I should just stop it altogether. <laughs> All right. So that's been our uh, recap of some August 2021 releases. Um and so there's 10 new tracks. It's on the playlist. It's on Spotify if you want to check it out. This is Jazz Today. And uh, we'll be back next month checking out some September releases. And uh, so thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Some great uh, outside-in releases coming up this fall. So if you're looking for some new music, you can check out uh, some some stuff. What's coming up? What do we have coming out soon here? I know October, but I'm forgetting. I'm spacing on what's coming in September. I pull up the well, thing here. Well, this week we have uh, we have Tony Glauski's new record with uh, Everything at Once. Um, and then, let's see, we have Dave's first single, Dave Meter's first single off his upcoming record, right. uh, Uno Muno, Songs and Stories. But we have the great bass player, Ben Tiberio's record coming out later this month. Um, uh, yep. Earl McDonald's record coming out this month. Peter Tiarina's, Jared Dubin's. I mean, Brasuka's coming out this month. Skyler, or starting next month, excuse me. Skyler, yeah, I mean, there's there. there's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things coming out, so <laughs> check out outsideinmusic.com for more. And uh, we will we'll catch you all very soon. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.